I admit to being freaked out about podcasting until I discovered Anchor. First off, it's free. It has creation tools that allow me to record and edit podcasts. Most importantly to me, it distributed my podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. Yeah, it also allows me the opportunity to make money on my podcast, which is a win. But most important overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge win. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Week 5 of the NBA 2021-22 season is in the books, which means it's time to run it back. This is Run It Back NBA Week in Review. the week that was in the NBA, then take a deep dive into select teams with our team of fan experts. Tonight, we'll get updates on the Los Angeles Lakers from Derek Lavelle, Chicago Bulls from Noah Gedkin, and Miami Heat from Isaac Edelman of our partner site, flteams.com. But before we hear from them, we want to take a look back at the week that was. These are the marquee matchups for each day in week five. This is the NBA Rapid Recap for Week 5. On Saturday, November 13th, there were seven games in the association. The best matchup was between East and Western, the powerhouse team, Heat and Utah Jazz. The Heat went to Utah and beat the Jazz 111-105. to On Sunday, November 14th, there were another seven games. The spotlight on Sunday was on the Western Conference, Los Angeles to be exact. The Los Angeles Clippers hosted and lost to the real deal Chicago Bulls, 190. Monday, November 15th, had 11 games scheduled. The Western Conference was once again front and center, with the Denver Nuggets traveling to Dallas to face the Mavericks. Kristaps Porzingis had a great game, just about matching reigning MVP Nikola Jokic and the Mavericks won 111-101. to Only three games on Tuesday from the 16th. The highlight on this light NBA day is the resurgence Golden State Warriors taking on the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. Chef Curry had seven rebounds, five assists, along with 37 points. And MVP chance on the road to lead the Warriors to make one seventeen tonight. Another 11 games on Wednesday, November 17th. The then Eastern Conference leading Washington Wizards played the exciting Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte, lost 97 to 87. Six games on Thursday, the Philadelphia 76ers went to Denver to take the Nuggets. Despite another big game, Philadelphia continues to try to do Finally, on Friday, 
There were nine games. The marquee matchup was between the two most decorated franchises in NBA history. The Los Angeles Lakers and Boston Celtics. This was a tightly contested, well-played game for one half. Unfortunately for the Lakers, the second half was mandatory. The Celtics were led by Jason Tatum in his 37 points. The Celtics won at home, 130 to 108. All right, that was the rapid recap for week five. Now we're going to get into select team recaps from our team of fan experts. We're going to crisscross the country and talk first to Derek Lavelle. All right. Let's start with the Los Angeles Lakers. Derek, how are you first? Let me get started there. You good? I'm doing well. How are you good? How are you doing? Outstanding. I'm good. I'm good. It was a good week of uh good week of basketball. Maybe not so much so for the Los Angeles Lakers. But it's your recap. <laughs> so tell us what happened with the Lakers this week. Uh it's been doom and gloom in LA. The Lakers went one and three this week in all four games. Uh, with unfortunately the only one coming against the lowly Spurs, uh, we so we gave up unfortunately to the Bulls, Bucks, and last night against the Celtics, which we all hate. An average of 120 points over those three losses. Now, a lot of the conversation this year has been about Russell Westbrook. He's a superstar, MVP, top 75 player all time. We know the credentials. We know he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And we know he has flaws in this game. He made, Even though he's the primary ball handler, he seems to make some of the dumbest mistakes at the worst possible time. Right. It's just it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. But uh, Wednesday night against Milwaukee, it was – an embarrassing, glaring. I I can't put into words, honestly. That are that are for Twitter. That are for Twitter. That Giannis absolutely annihilated Anthony Davis. Right. And now at 28 years old, which you're supposed to be in the prime of your career, the prime of your career. Right. Anthony Davis is regressing as a basketball player, not improving. Hmm. And I have to come to ask, and we as basketball fans have to come to ask, should we turn our our criticism and our wondering, are you the problem, away from Russell Westbrook and towards Anthony Davis? Yeah. Because Anthony Davis is the guy, he's in his prime. He's 28. He's the guy that the Lakers traded Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and basically – we gave up a whole and multiple four first round picks for this guy. Why? Because we didn't think we were getting a top 10 player. We didn't think we were even getting a top five player. Yeah. We thought we were getting at worst a top three player in this game. And everyone agreed. Everyone would have done the trade exactly the way the Lakers did it. And he's not performing. He's not pulling his end of the weight and he's getting away with it because Russell Westbrook is the e he's the low hanging fruit of this team he is yeah. lebron's yeah, yeah. out with the injury and it's easy just to sit there and say anthony davis it's your time now statistically everyone's going to come at me and say hey he's averaging 25 and 11 what are you talking about statistically right. he's about 52 percent from the field right but this is the point that you and i have discussed 
it's beyond the box score. It's beyond yeah. what you got to watch. This is why watching the game is so important. Mm. Superstar, and this is why I'm so nitpicky on using that term superstar. Superstars, you can feel the game. When you walk into the arena or when you watch the game from your living room, you can feel it. You can feel the impact. You can feel Joel Embiid's impact. You can feel LeBron James' impact. Wednesday night, Giannis came in. The Bucs were just having a, as disappointing season as the Lakers. Right, right. And Giannis, Gian, Giannis came into that arena and says, Anthony Davis, Los Angeles Lakers, primetime game on ESPN. I'm going right. to show the world. Right. Hey, everything's going to be okay if you're a Bucs fan. And what? look what he did. Anthony Davis should have taken that, taken that personally. Like halfway through the second quarter, he should have been like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not allowing this to happen. I'm not having Giannis have a career game against me. Oh, no, we're not having this. And so, and so, Jose, I want to ask you, uh, why have we decided as, I don't know why, the Na- I understand why the national media, but why Laker Nation haven't focused their attention on asking Anthony Davis, dude, we need more from you. Right. Well, this is the first time I've been doing this now for two or three seasons and nobody's ever asked me a question. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of taking it back. I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just answer it. Uh, It's a great, great, great point. And and I think you've already answered the question. The reason that the spotlight is, I mean, and listen, let's be real. People are upset with AD. Uh, People are frustrated, but the spotlight is on Russell Westbrook because he was brought on to be that guy. He was brought on because we knew with LeBron getting older, there were going to be stretches of time where he's going to be out. And whether it be out in a game or out for a series of games, like he just missed eight. And so Westbrook, Westbrook was really brought in to be that guy. So now we don't have to worry, right? We know AD, you know, didn't really excel in that particular role. So Westbrook is going to excel in that role. Now, Last half of last year, he took the Wizards on his shoulders, man, and he led them to uh, the playoffs. So much like the the Clippers, and forgive me for bringing up the other LA team, much like the Clippers (laughs) brought in Rajon Rondo last season, hoping they would get playoff Rondo, and they didn't. Um, The Lakers brought in Russell Westbrook, hoping they would get second half of the season, Washington Wizards, Russell Westbrook, and they didn't. They haven't yet. Um, and so that's why uh, AD is is kind of fortunate in yeah. that sense because oh, yeah, yeah. Be, because the spotlight really is on Russell Westbrook and he's getting a lot of the blame right now. But you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I think what happened in Milwaukee was 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 difficult. Um, mm-hmm. You saw a, a player and a team rise up, um, and another team stay the same. Um, and you can't do that. And and, and listen, I, I think the same thing kind of happened in Boston, in the first. Yeah. And I, forgive me for kind of taking the spotlight off of you know one te- one game from to the other. No, in the no, first no. half, yeah. the Lakers played great. In the second half, yeah. they just they they didn't rise up. Well, Jason Tatum rose to the occasion. So I hope that, I answered your question. No, you did because I think also too. I think because Russell, Russell, as frustrating of a basketball player he is, he's been consistent. He's been consistently frustrated. If you look at his year by year, 
you're like, oh, this is it. This is the Russell Westbrook experience. I always compared his yeah. his career to Allen Iverson. Well, you watch Allen Iverson, you get so frustrated, but you're like, this dude, he's going to put up 30 shots, he's going to score 30 points, but then you're always going to be like, we wanted more, right? Russell Westbrook's always been consistent. My my thing is, when I look at Anthony Davis, I expect more. I think that's the difference. And I expect more from Frank Vogel because I need Frank Vogel or LeBron, I need somebody to be an adult in a room and tell Anthony Davis, listen. It's time to put the big boy pants on. Stop going yeah. to the media and say, I'm willing to play the five and lie yeah. and then go behind the scenes because that's the truth. He goes behind the scenes goes, I really don't want to play the five. Please bring in DeAndre Jordan, who the Brooklyn Nets cut. Cut. In basketball, yeah. that's impossible. You don't <laughs> cut guys. They cut him. And, you, and the Lakers are like, oh, we have Dwight Howard? Yeah, bring it. Yeah, sure. We will, we will happily bring on DeAndre Jordan, and then start him, and start him. So it's time for Anthony Davis to play the five, have LeBron James play the four. It opens up the floor. If this team wants to play faster and be a better defensive team, you got to play Anthony Davis at the five for this, for at least for this season. All right. All right. Uh, I got to say, I, I I was excited to hear you harken back to the uh, Kobe and Pau Gasol big boy pants story. I, I think it I is know, right? absolutely <laughs> applicable. I, I didn't really think about it, uh, but I, I love that you said it. Uh, it. Anytime I get to think about Kobe, it's a, it's a good thing. Um, so le- we got other guys to talk to, other teams to talk about. So let me leave you with this, Derek. Are the Lakers going to be okay? It's, it's on the shoulders of Anthony Davis at this point. Um, it looks like this season LeBron's going to be in and out of the lineup, which it, which once again, I think this should be a, this should be expected. I definitely expected this. This is year 19. This guy had LeBron's going to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's uh, all-time minutes record. He's going to play the most minutes in NBA history this wow. season. Um, and so – and if you if you factor playoff minutes, he already has passed them. Right, yeah, so people yeah. got to understand, like he has miles upon miles on his body, you know. And he's not a little man; he's a big man. So that's a lot of yeah. weight to carry around. And it's time for Anthony Davis to be a superstar. This guy was the number one pick. He was the number one high school player. He was the number one college player coming out of the draft. He was hailed as like the next Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett hybrid. He won a title, and he was the 1B on that title team in 2020. But yeah. it's time for him to step it up and be the best player in the world. Yeah. Because I'm t- sick and tired of watching Giannis, and I'm sick and tired of watching Joel Embiid and being a fan of this team and look at Anthony Davis. I go, we have the better guy out of those three. But how come he plays like the, he's the third best guy out of those three? Yeah. And so it's on Anthony Davis at this point. Okay. Wow. Uh, kind of blistering content. Uh, uh, but I, I, I think that you've tapped into really, you know, what, what a lot of Laker fans think. Um, yeah, I, 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 I thought when they went on this road trip, this was going to be not a make or break it, but really more. We'll know who this team is now. And uh, yeah. the Bucks and the Celtics have really kind of shown us what the problems are so now it's on vogel it's on ad it's on the team to see if they can't right the ship there's still time but there's 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 not a lot of time left Uh, i I think unfortunately to right the ship Derek, outstanding great laker content thank you for uh that recap i appreciate it 
Hang tight. We'll be back with you in a minute to talk question of the day. But now we're going to remove Derek, bring in Noah Gedkin, and I'm going to then – I used to make fun of our um, – a crack graphics department because I am the crack graphics department, but we got it sort of. Okay. There's the pin there's roughly in Chicago. Actually, I think it's in Lake Michigan, but close enough. I hope I, I don't even know if I got the lake, right? Noah, how are you? <laughs> uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, the Chicago bulls by far, probably, I would call them the second most exciting team uh, in the NBA right now. The team I am most curious to watch behind the Warriors, the Warriors, um, you know, I mean, they're the Warriors again. They're they're pretty exciting. But the Bulls, the Hornets, uh, um, definitely the Warriors. I think these teams are exciting and they're winning. Um, The the Hornets probably less so of that trio. Um, Tell us about the week that was for the Chicago Bulls week five. Uh, thanks, Jose. Um, well, this week of four road games went pretty well, considering. Uh, we went three and one over the week. Um, two games in L.A. Um, went pretty well, um, thanks to uh, LeBron not playing and Paul George having a really bad shooting night um, the first game of the week. Um, to be fair, Caruso and Lonzo are two um, – greatest defenders probably going to be on the all defensive teams this year. Um, Really put the clamps on Paul George and Reggie Jackson. So um, a real grinded out game um, against the Clippers. Then um, despite shooting 20 fewer free throws than the Lakers, we still beat the Lakers by almost 20. So that was um, the box score is kind of deceiving watching that game. It was, it, it, it felt I felt embarrassed for the Lakers, honestly. Um, when did this become LeBron. a bash the Lakers show? <laughs> Go ahead. You're um, absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Go ahead. Well, and, and to throw more on that Lakers fire, um, <laughs> DeRozan came out and said he was basically guaranteed to go to L.A. Yeah. Um, until Westbrook um, got traded. So that was another – between that and Caruso, both – LA and the Bulls could look very different this year. Can you imagine yeah. some of those moves? So I'm grateful for Rob Palinka. Um but but no, um that Lakers game was as a Bulls fan fun to watch. Um in contrast to the next game against the Blazers, where we blew a 20 point lead um at the half. So that was a little embarrassing. Um DeRozan didn't hit a single shot after halftime. I feel like that's the biggest contributing factor there, but overall we looked pretty bad, Um, which for a team that's made a bunch of comebacks, that was a bit of a surprise. Um, I was pretty confident. I almost turned the game off at halftime, to be fair, because it looked pretty promising. And I mean, it it was the Blazers were the Bulls. I got cocky, so um, (laughs) humbled a bit there, but um, we kind of turned it around against Denver. To be fair, they didn't. They still don't have Jamal Murray, obviously. Right. Um, and they don't have Michael Porter Jr. or Jokic, and we won by six. So although it was a win, um, Aaron Gordon torching us isn't exactly encouraging. Um, but again, we don't have Vucevic. We didn't have him at all this week. Right. So we've got 6-6, six, six, I think. Derek Jones Jr. playing significant center minutes for us, which has – even though it, it looks pretty embarrassing on the on the glass, 
Um, some of these dunks that lineup is producing has been fun to watch. Him and Javante Green really came out in the second half against the Nuggets. But, um, but yeah, it's been a good week. Um, again, I'm very impressed with uh, Lonzo and Caruso. As someone who really obsesses over the, the details um, of the game, specifically on the defensive end, watching those two guys read and react on the defensive end, feeding into the two great scores we've got in uh, Zach and DeRozan. It's, it's pretty cool. So, you know, it used to be that defense was more of a team thing than an individual thing. And I'm talking decades back, right? We really didn't really, we really didn't really, there was no, uh, you know, spotlight on great defenders, right? The bigs usually got, you know, that title because they could block a shot from time to time. But slowly but surely, and I think Michael Jordan was kind of the start of this, we, we got to see what a great defender could do to a team, right? Totally disrupt an offensive set. I mean, really. Um, and now I think we're seeing the evolution of, of, of defense in that we're seeing guys come in now that are actually really good defenders. Uh, we got guys now that that's their claim to fame. Somebody like a Pat Beverly, a Lou Dort. Um, these guys are just known to be locked down defenders and they've got jobs because it's important because a lot of people don't want to do the dirty work. And, you know, somebody like Caruso, you know, we got to see him here in LA come up through the G league and really become who he is. But the, 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 the fact that a player like him, a player like Alonzo Ball, saw you know that they were going to excel on the defensive side, I think is 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 really honestly encouraging. It's good to see, and we're seeing people come in now as rookies that are actually pretty good defenders, know to move their feet, know what to do, what not to do, um, and I, I think it's kind of the evolution of the game because we we really didn't see that. If you watch games uh, from the '70s and the '80s. Uh, it was a little, and it, it, the rules have changed, and so I certainly think that's a part of it. But there was a lot of what the great Chick Hearn used to call matador defense, right? Where you know one team would just stand pat, and, and one really fast player would, would just literally run right by him and to you know go to the hoop. I want to ask about Alonzo uh, Ball. Alonzo Ball obviously was drafted here in LA. There was a lot of fanfare around it. Uh, never really. Uh, met the very high expectations that people here in LA had for him. Um, and when I look at his numbers and it's interesting because Derek and I were just talking about beyond the box score, his box score doesn't look all that imposing. I don't think he's, I think if he's over a double digits in points is just barely his assists, I think are five or six. And again, I might be way off, but I don't see imposing numbers in, in, in his box score, but this is a guy who impacts the game outside of that. Is that accurate? I mean, are you guys looking at Lonzo thinking, I want more production from this guy? Or are you guys fine with the production that he's given you, even though it maybe not, it, it isn't reflected in the box score? Yeah, um, that's a, a good question. As a Bulls fan, um, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but he kind of reminds me of what um, Joachim Noah did during Derrick mm-hmm. Rose's prime, where although they play different positions, they were sort of defensive anchors in that starting lineup. Um, high IQ, high energy, not great scores. Um, but at the same time, he perfectly complements the skills of Zach and DeMar offensively. Um, when things get out of hand, he controls the pace. 
Um, those guys trust him to just hold the ball, get everything set up and create for them um, and get them the shots they need. And just the, the cherry on top offensively is his transition game, his ability to both get a defensive rebound if necessary and just be the outlet guy, get the ball up the court, um, create some of those highlight plays. Um, that's great for energy. Um, and defensively, I mean, he's 6'6". Um, his switchability yeah. um, at the point guard spot really opens up um, a lot of opportunities there for <clears throat> creating turnovers. But also he can guard the guys that uh, DeMar and Zach can't because they're all relatively the same size. So that's helped us um, kind of cover up some of our weaknesses. So overall, he's an incredible glue guy for us. Um I can't imagine us having a better signing for that spot um, in this off season. So yeah. Uh, kudos to the front office there, but. All right. Outstanding. Great recap for uh, the bulls. I think, you know, the game that you mentioned, it w- was it in Denver where they didn't have their best showing every team has one of those. I never worry about a team getting blown out by 20, 30 or losing a 30 point lead. I don't, I, it doesn't really matter. As long as the effort is there, every team, um, even you know the, the great Michael Jordan had games like that. Uh, the Warriors on their way to 73 wins had games like that. It happens. Um, so I, I'm not worried. I'm excited about the Bulls. I think it's great for the NBA that they're good again. Um, before we jump to um, Florida and talk Miami Heat real quick, Noah, and we'll try and keep this short because I, I know we definitely want to get to the Heat, but what do you think is a realistic high watermark for these Bulls? Are these, is this team a championship contender? Is it finals or bust for this team? Um, I wouldn't say it's finals or bust by any means. Um, I am very confident we'll be a home court advantage team come playoff time. Okay. And if, if, if we keep up um, the pace we're at, and luck goes our way on some of the other teams that are looking to be at the top of the conference, like uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly. If those three teams stay in the state they're in, um, we have as good a shot as anyone at being in that in a finals matchup with um, what will probably be a better Western Conference team, um, especially if guys like Kawhi and Jamal Murray come back. Um, but if the Eastern Conference stays where it's at, definitely we – we can confidently say that we can be in the finals. <clears throat> so that's exciting. That's great. I mean, it's been a while. So that's, uh, yeah. I think that's, that's exciting just to say it. Certainly exciting to hear it. No, I appreciate the time as always. Thank you. Great recap. We're going to go ahead and remove. That seems like such, such a negative thing. I got to come up with a better word. Uh, I, I can't think of it now though, but we'll bring in Isaac and I'm going to drop the pin in the general vicinity of Miami. Isaac, of course, is uh, with our partner site, flteams.com. He is probably the longest running uh, contributor to uh, the Run It Back uh, franchise. (laughs) And it's always great to have him. He missed a couple of weeks. Isaac, how are you today? How's it going, Jose? Again, as always, glad to be on here. I'll make this quick and simple. The Heat went three and four this uh, so sorry, three and one. They they won three out of the four games played this week. Tonight, something crazy happened, and I'm I'm gonna request something. We'll see if Jose accepts my request. But after I'm done with the quick 
uh, week in review for the Heat. Will you accept my request to have everyone in here, the people that are co-hosting with us, to, to see a short 11-second clip of a video from the Heat game? I'll take it under consideration. Give us your recap first. Okay, so the Heat, again, they went 3-1 and one this week. They, they played uh, easy teams, I'd say. They started off with the Thunder and Pelicans. They beat the Thunder 103-90. to That was a game without Bam Adebayo. And then against the Pelicans, they also were without Bam Adebayo. They beat the Pelicans 113-98. to Then on Thursday, the Heat played the Wizards. The Wizards, unlike the Thunder and the Pelicans, are a very, very good team. The yeah. Heat didn't have Tyler Hero in that game yet. They still won, beating the Wizards 112-97. to now tonight, the game just finished. The Heat lost by three points, 103 to 100. I'm going to give a quick, quick, quick synopsis of the game. The refs made some terrible calls, but we cannot make excuses. I'm not a guy that likes to make excuses. So yeah. the Heat simply lost. Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero shot very well. So did Bam and P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker got 15 points. That's definitely a very, very good takeaway from the game because we're not expecting a lot on the offensive end for Tucker. He's, you know, a defensive anchor for the Heat, and that's mm-hmm. why he's a starter. Um, I just think Kyle Lowry needs to work on his shooting for the Heat. He is averaging seven assists per game. That's very good, but he needs to work on his shooting because he's Miami's point guard. Um, in, in terms of, you know, the Heat and how they're doing this season, the Heat are very good, right? They're 11-6 and six right now. That's third in the East. The Wizards are second in the East now. The Heat are definitely finals contenders. I think we can all agree on that. They don't even have Victor Oladipo yet. And uh, when he comes back, we'll see uh, what his impact is. Again, Oladipo is, I mean, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but he basically is a piece of glass. So even when he finally is 100% healthy, he may get injured again. That's I hate to say that, but that's how his career has went so far. But anyway, the Heat are doing really good so far this season. Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero doing amazing things. Kyle Lowry has been a disappointment, and so has Duncan Robinson. Robinson Mm -hmm. currently has made a three in 65 straight games. That's very impressive, but he doesn't do anything on the defensive end, and he barely – he doesn't really do anything on the offensive end if you eliminate three-pointers, right? If the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, says there's no such thing as three-pointers, obviously he can still shoot from behind the three-point line, but he doesn't make any layups or dunks or uh, floaters or mid-range jumpers. He just shoots threes, and and that's a problem. I think that's a fascinating idea for an article. What if the three-point line wasn't around? Uh, how how the game would change. I think for some reason, I just think that's fascinating. The game is so much played outside of that arc now. And if you look at games, we, we just talked about the 70s and the 80s. In the 80s, for sure, the game you know, was centered around the post. Now it's centered around the three-point line. It's it, it's it's wild. And, and it, I don't know, it's an interesting uh, conversation to have. Um, I'm surprised, Isaac, and uh, borderline disappointed that there's been no UD conversation at all in your weekly recap. Not cool. Hey, um, I, I could always bring up UD. I mean, I'm trying to keep this professional, but even if I go unprofessional, no. UD, um, look, has simply been in and playing for the Heat a few minutes because Bam Adebayo has been injured two times this week. Um, that left Dwayne Demon as Miami's starting center. But the Heat don't have an option behind 
Dwayne Demon. And it really is Omar Yurtovin, who I know Jose would love to talk about yeah. as well. But the Heat somehow are not playing him. And they actually, again, put UD ahead of Yurtovin on that depth chart. And that's why UD has gone in a few minutes this week. Yeah. Again, more minutes than he has all of last season. Not wild. And and looked good in the in the time he got for the most part. Exactly. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, always good to catch up on the heat. Always good to talk to you. Again, Isaac is from partner site flteams.com. Please go there if you haven't. Uh he covers not just the heat, uh, he, they cover the magic and all Florida teams. So with that, we're now going to bring in the rest of what are you guys? Panelists, I guess. That's probably the right word, panelist. Um, uh, we we're, we're going to do something a little different, I guess. Uh, for the most part, now we would jump to question of the day, but Isaac has uh, requested uh, eleven seconds, I think. Um, so, I, Isaac, man, the floor is yours. What do you want to show us? Okay, so I share my screen if uh, you'd uh, like to add my uh, shared screen. Um, look, this is, I'd say the best shot in NBA history. All right, let's break it down quickly. This is only a few seconds. The heat are down by three points. There's 0.6 seconds left. I'm just going to talk for a few seconds. Okay, wait, wait, who's shooting right now? That's the whiz shooting. It's Kuzma. Okay. So you purposefully miss is what you do here. You got, do they have any timeouts? No. Okay, you purposefully miss. Game's over. You cannot shoot the ball from that distance in 0.6 seconds. I, I, you can catch and shoot with 0.4, right? Derek Fisher famously did that. So if I'm coaching, I tell Coos to miss this shot. That's okay. That's it. Or I mean, obviously, if he makes it, that's even better because yeah. you know yeah. you're up by four, and with you know if you don't have any timeouts, I think the safer bet here is missing it on purpose. Um, now, now, Jose, let me just just for one second. How he got here. Um, Kyle Kuzma made two free throws. Um, it was 101 to 100. Obviously, the Heat fouled. He made two free throws, making it 103 to 100. Jimmy Butler got the inbound. He had 12 seconds left. He obviously was waiting to get the last shot. He put up a three, a wide open three. Jimmy Butler, again, it's not a good three point shooter, but the Heat loved to give him the ball in the final seconds. He missed the three pointer, and the game ended, except Bam Adebayo fouled Kuzma, who got the rebound. And there was still time left on the clock. Okay. 0.6 seconds. Let's watch. Okay. Kuzma is shooting his second free throw out of the two. Okay, got it. Full court for me. He misses both. No freaking way. No! (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. Oh, my. Get it and chuck it full court. Wait, Look, that—that's all I wanted. It. Wait, did that go? I couldn't no, tell. But it—it it would have been the best shot, and it—it it was so close. Okay, and so what's you took this time to show us a shot that didn't go? Correct, but it, it is—it <laughs> is the the best miss in NBA history. I, I want to say that. <laughs> no, I thought Embiid. I thought Embiid had one last year. Literally the same situation. Right, where, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, literally, literally, except it literally toilet bowled in and out, and it was just, it was just that same thing. It's like, man, I don't know what would have happened. If but but in all fairness, shot. I think Embiid had a split, split more time. I think he did. I think, I think it. Yeah. 
But that's impressive. Ridiculous. And, and that was off in time. And by the way, I, I want to be a future broadcaster. I love the Heat broadcaster's reaction. And I also listened to the Wizards broadcaster. They were, it, it was a miss. And I know you're like, why is Isaac showing, you know, this miss? It's, it wasn't made. But it's just amazing that he, he got the shot off with 0.6 seconds left. And yeah. full court, like the whole court. But, but you know, I brought this up because Jose had fantastic breakdown. Kuzma should have just chucked it off the backboard. Yeah, and I don't – when I lock, when I saw that, I don't think that was an intentional miss at all because when you intentionally Absolutely. miss, yeah, you try to hit the back of the backboard. It, it, an intentional miss is a little different. I just think he missed that. I think he was trying to make it. And, you know, listen, I think that's the higher percentage play in a sense because Kuzma's probably 75 80% free throw shooter. That is probably going to go. Obviously, 75%, 80% of the time, you've got a four-point lead. Now there's no danger. But if, you know, if you're going to miss, you want to miss better than that. I think he, I don't think he meant to miss that shot. Um, but anyway, that was, uh, that was interesting. Can I have my show back now? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Now, that was fun. That was awesome. That was outstanding. I, and I'm glad that the video ran well. That was something I know, Isaac, we've struggled with in the past. But yeah, that- I have like a strong... Miami Heat built Pat Riley laptop. So, all right. On that note, let's finish up with the question of the day. Um, I don't want to say I struggled with a, a question for us this time around, but 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 I kind of did. You know, the NBA, like you know, it, in baseball, they call it the dog days of summer, right? When you're kind of in the middle of a long hundred, uh, what is 162 game season. We're not at the dog days of basketball yet, but, you know, there's it was kind of a slow news week, kind of, uh, certainly compared to all the fights that we had and um, the other drama uh, in week four. But one thing did happen, and it rocked Los Angeles greater than any earthquake could have. And it has nothing to do with uh, LeBron or AD or any player, but instead it had to do with the Staples Center. December 25th, Staples Center will be no more. It's now going to be called the Crypto.com Stadium, I guess. People are already calling it the Crypt, which is kind of a cool name, I think. But uh, generally, people here in LA don't like it. Um, you get really attached, right, to to, to the names. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, there's, there's some uproar here. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, Kenny Smith came out recently and said it'll all go away when Kobe gets his statue, uh, which I think is probably accurate. But the question I have for you guys is in general, do you think corporate naming rights are ruining the game? Um, uh, and, and we just kind of made it basketball related here. Dunk, no, they aren't. Everything's fine. Or yeah, it's a dud. They're definitely ruining the game. Um, and I want to ask you, not just as it relates to stadium naming, but all the corporate naming that we're seeing now. Um, I don't know if it's true for every game, but here in LA, the last five minutes of every Laker game are brought to you by somebody, right? The last five minutes, um, timeouts are brought to you by, uh, this free throw is brought to you by, that three pointer was brought to you by. It is a little disappointing to watch a game and just be constantly hit with all these commercials. But the the question is simple. Is it ruining the game? Uh, I'll save my comments for last. We'll just do this in order of uh, how I see you guys. Isaac, you're up first. What do you think? 
Yeah, so I don't have that much of a strong opinion, but I do have answers that support both sides. Let me start with the dunk that corporate naming rights aren't ruining the game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's for money purposes. Yeah. Um, it's just another way to generate money, which will just help the game. And let's give the dud answer that naming rights are ruining the game. Look, I'd actually say that it corporate naming rights are hurting the game more than they're ruining the game. Obviously, uh, sports are played for the fans, right? Obviously, players want to make money and so on. But, you know, rules are put into place, obviously, for safety, but also to help improve, you know, the fans and how they're involved in watching the game or maybe even being a part of the game. So, Mm -hmm. you know, how Jose was talking about fans in L.A. being mad of the Staples Center uh, name changing. Well, fans are annoyed, and that is hurting the game because you don't want fans to be annoyed. I don't think it's ruining the game, but again, that's hurting the game. You want fans to be happy. You want fans to love watching the game of basketball. And like you said, the this free throw is brought to you by this, 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 this. That could annoy fans watching the game. So I'm going to make my final stance. Corporate naming rights aren't ruining the game, meaning dunk. They aren't, but they're hurting the game. That's a great political answer. And uh, I, I think that you are, I think you're right. Uh, Noah, what do you think? Um, I'll say it's a dunk. Um, specifically for the, the crypto.com arena. Um, if I read the, the Slack chat correctly, Evan was talking about um, when it was first named the Staples Center and how there was a bit of griping and complaining about that. Um, but then Shaq and especially Kobe um, kind of dominated um, and suddenly it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, yeah. The name Staples Center had memories and history of its own. Um, and now people are upset that it's getting changed from Staples Center to Crypto.com Arena. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I think that they're just um, a side effect of the way um, the league has to function to make the money it makes. Um, but at the same time, there are names like the Little Caesars Arena, in Detroit and the Smoothie King Center. Smoothie Uh, King, yeah. Yep. Where um, I feel like if fans got a little bit more creative with cool nicknames, um, that could be a bit more fun. Um, But the only time I think that it's been an issue was um, when Philly changed their name. And due to banking acquisitions, the name of the arena changed three times in a month um, because a bank got bought out. And then that Uh, bank got bought out by Wells Fargo. Um, so that's the only time where it got really annoying in my opinion, otherwise overall they're a dunk. Just got to deal with it. Uh, just like the sponsorships on the jerseys and on the court. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I forgot to mention this sponsorship on the jerseys too. Before Staples, there was the forum and everybody loved the forum because it was just the forum. Then it became the great Western forum. Great Western was a bank at the time and everybody was up in arms. Every single time this happens, everybody gets upset and then. We settle. We get. We settle into it, and we accept it. Um, it is what it is. Yep. By the way, I loved in our Slack chat. And by the way, we love our Slack chat, right? It's always active. Someone said, "I, I want to give credit to words too." But the downtown forum, I love that name. But it's just not really like a corporate naming, right? Because there's no company downtown. You know? Yeah, it's just called that. Yeah, Evan. Evan, I'd never heard that before, and I'm you know I've gone to Staples Center multiple times. Uh, yeah, apparently folks called it the downtown um, forum, which is kind of cool. I I never heard that before, but uh, yeah, it's crypto.com now. uh, Grin and Barrett. Derek is a Laker fan. What do you think? 
it was definitely something that it was, I was definitely taken back to, but um, it wasn't something I, I was completely shocked by because once again, the Staples Center is named after a paper company. It's named <laughs> after Staples. So I think sometimes we, we, people are getting up in arms about, oh, you're taking it from Staples to crypto. And then you're like, wait a minute, we're getting mad over a company over another company. And so like, like what Noah said, like, it's about the memories, right? It's about yeah. the Shaq and Kobe. It's, it was about the Shaq and Kobe that made it so, so touching about why people are so passionate. You know, people don't, and let's be real. Like when you think of, when you watch the Celtics, you're thinking it's still the Boston Garden. You don't think it's TD Garden, right? Yeah. It's still the Boston Garden, right? And so, and so to me, it's still when you watch the when you watch the games, it's about still the memories when you watch those teams. Now the Smoothie King Arena, I don't know what what New Orleans New Orleans. I don't know what they're doing. First, you got the Smoothie King Arena. Then you name the team the Pelicans. Like, no wonder Zion wants to leave. Like, he's looking and he's like, what, what, what universe did I get myself into? No wonder Anthony Davis wanted out. He, he saw the Pelicans, the Smoothie King Arena. He's like, nope, I'm not going to be a part of this. But uh, the reason why I think it's actually a dunk is because uh, June of this year, the NBA set a record deal of $1.46 billion in revenue from sponsorships, wow. which obviously for the NBA is an all-time record. Wow. And they got on the NFL's corner because the NFL last year only made $1.4 billion in revenue from sponsorships last year. Wow, that's And incredible. Jose, like you mentioned with the pack, 17 NBA, uh, 27 NBA teams have a marketing uh, patch on their jersey, and on average, they're they're roughly making each team fifteen million dollars from those patches. So that's extra added revenue, which we all understand. The NBA, I don't want to say desperately needs, but with the with the amount of salaries that are increasing, it's very important that this that they get increased revenue, whether through sponsorships, whether through companies buying stadiums which by the way once again never understand why billionaires need corporations to build their stadiums but hey mm-hmm. you know it's not i'm not the billionaire so how, how can i know but what i think i think it's i think what was most concerning was with the patches because we looked at iconic moments right jordan holding the pose um uh, kobe throwing the lob to Shaq, and we thought we look yeah. at those still images and we're like Man, do I really want to see a logo on there? And then I rewatched Game Six of of the playoffs last year, of the finals last year, and then I rewatched Game Seven of the second round between Bucks and Nets, and I go, I don't care what Kate. Kate I'm not watching the game, and I'm like, oh man, Katie, Katie's going for forty nine, and I'm upset he has a patch on, right? Because yeah. you get into the flow of the game, and you get into the love of the game, you get into the competition, and everything goes away. Yeah. So I think, I think. As long as the revenue is good, sponsorships are bringing in top dollar. It's helping grow the game, not just not just nationally but internationally, which the NBA always likes to um, to brand themselves as is that they're sure. an international game, they're a world game, and I think it's always for the better. You know, as long as these corporate and now once again we got some goofy stadium names. And they, they should really nickname them up. But outside of a few, like, at the end of the day, like, think about it. Like, 
it's gonna the crypto center is gonna be called the crib and it's gonna sound really cool yeah once the lakers win a couple titles you're gonna say right. man man let we were going jose is gonna tell man we're going to the crib tonight man <laughs> and it's gonna sound so cool in the group chat <laughs> now imagine a halloween night at the crypt come on come <laughs> yeah. on it sounds it sounds that cool. sounds awesome and listen, cool. it could be it could be the Clippers, yeah, that win, right? All right, just throwing that out there. Hopefully, they're in their new stadium. Hopefully, they're in their do. new stadium by that That's point. That's true too. Go ahead, Isaac. What do you got? I think as uh, I think me and Jose may have a, a nice opinion as website owners. Wouldn't we love to see a still picture of Steph Curry? Dropping a hundred points with a patched FL teams or the peach basket on it. That would be, that would be great. Wow. I appreciate the optimism. Yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. I, I, I got two thoughts. Uh, first off, thank you guys. This is honestly the best part uh, of, of the week. Just talking basketball with you guys. And, and these questions, I always learn something. It's, it's always kind of interesting to me. Um, I think across the board, we're all fine with it. I think it's a dunk. It is what it is. Um, I love that, you know, Derek, you said, you know, when you watch a game, uh, Lakers versus Boston, you're not thinking about anything, but that's the Boston Garden. I don't know. Is it fleet? Is it this? Is it? I don't know. I don't care. I don't notice the, 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 you know, the, the, the emblem on the shoulder. I don't. I'm just watching the game. And I think a good game supersedes all of that. I think the concern, right, is the slippery slope argument, right, where now all of a sudden it's this shoulder and this shoulder. And now it's the front and the back, you know. And and, and now, you know, you, you've got arm sleeves that say Pepsi or something. I think there's a slippery slope. I don't know that we're going to get there. But uh, that's the only, I think, real issue. Uh, another thought, when you said paper company, my first thought was Dunder Mifflin. And I thought that would be cool. Let's give naming rights to fictional companies. So now you've got the Dunder Mifflin Staples Center, or not Staples Center, the Dunder Mifflin Center. Um, and, and I can't think of any other fictitious companies that would be cool. But that would be kind of fun. Um, but anyway. Again, the peach, the peach Basket Center would be pretty good. We're not fictional. We exist. Well, I, I'm not. I know, but I'm saying in general as a stadium name, that, that would be epic. If anybody epic. wants to talk to me, um, the Pe- Pelicans. If you guys are tired of Smoothie King and you want the rights to the Peach Basket, uh, give me a call. We'll talk. Uh, I'm not paying for it. Uh, you guys just have to use my name uh, <laughs> or our name. Um, we'll work it out. All right, outstanding, great conversation as always. That's our show, week five of the 2021-22 NBA season is in the books. We'll be back next week after week six to once again run it back. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Basket. Up to date sports, post game reports, debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone the man up, you can ask Beach Basket. The Beach Basket, coming soon on air. The Beach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news like we're in the stands. Creative views from the average fans.